It's Friday. Yeah, I know Dylan's not here for a minute. He'll, he'll, he, he had to take an urgent phone call. He'll be right back. Hopefully everything will be fine. You know, uh, nothing big, no problems. Everything's good. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. But that being said, it's Friday. And with it being Friday, we have a bunch of stuff that we want to do. We want to hold on to. We want to talk about. Oh, but everything is here. Every Everything is going on. The, the world has apparently decided to die. Um, and that's okay, because that, that's why we're here. We're here for you in your moment of need during the time that the world is dying. No, I'm just joking. It's not the thing at all. Okay, let me see here. Get this thing going here and do this here and everything. By the way, if you want to comment, uh, you want to comment or talk to us over on the uh, on any of the social medias, you can call us. I'm joking. You don't call us. Go uh, go to our social media at DOA Show on the Twitters. That's the best way to get to us. Hashtag Arm Yourselves. Hashtag Mojo Five O. It's at DOAE Show is how you get to all of us and all the rest of it. Yes, TechRoo, Dylan's car warranty expired, and he's now trying to fight them off. That's that's the sad part of the world. That's that's exactly what's going on. He he decided that he just didn't need that warranty anymore, and so that's how it is. Anyway, a report on the uh, government spending in Denver, Colorado, found that the city spends far more on services provided to each homeless person than it would cost to simply house each one in an apartment. The report was conducted by researchers at the University of Colorado Denver in conjunction with a Common Sense Institute, uh, a free enterprise advocacy group. Yeah, they, they, they found that uh, Denver spends between $42,000 and $104,000 per person. That homeless person on services by the local government and from local charities. Now, I'm going to stop right there and just just kind of I want to $42,000 is more than uh, minimum wage. That's that's more than minimum wage, $42,000. So, uh wh- why are they homeless? If $42,000 are spent on the quote homeless people, uh if, if it's just 42000 not 104000 but a $42,000 per person, per homeless person services, why wouldn't they in turn just say, okay, you know what, we're going to hire uh, these people for $42,000. So that way at least we get some work out of them uh, and then they can, you know, it, it could be a working program. It could be a shovel-ready job as it were. Why, if our government or if Denver Colorado's government is just deciding that, you know, over the time they're taking a look at everything and they're seeing the numbers and they're like, oh, we spend 50 grand per homeless person here. Why don't they just give them jobs? Clean them up, give them jobs, 
and then say, here you go. Make a living for yourself. If we're going to do, if our government is going to decide that it's going to pay for, for these homeless folks, it might as well get some work out of it, right? They might as well get something out of the deal. What What is, if they're homeless, they don't have anything, obviously, or they have the minute things, or they have a, a shopping cart and maybe, you know, a tent, uh, something or the other. But they don't have a place to call home. That's that's it. They just don't have a place to call home. Some of these people do have issues. They do have these problems. They do have what's going on. But if your services rendered are more than minimum wage <clears throat> for these groups of homeless people, wouldn't it be more useful just to pay them minimum wage? Just send them a check. I don't, that, that makes sense to me. I mean, if you're going to pay for it anyway, if you're going to spend the money anyway, hire them and send them a check. Then they can get a house of their own. Then they can get a place of their own. Then they can decide whether they're going to live, where they're going to live and how they're going to do things. Maybe they just decide, you know, whatever. I'm just going to still live the way I am. I'm just going to go to the gym or the local, uh, <clears throat> local YMCA or whatever, and take showers there and all the rest of it. People do that all the time. It's fine. But why are they spending upwards of $100,000 per person to keep the homeless people there? Doesn't make sense to me. The figures are far higher than uh, the $20,000 per year it would take to simply rent a one-bedroom apartment per person. In Colorado, in Denver, in Denver, Denver, Colorado, it only costs $20,000 per year to rent a one-bedroom apartment for each person. So you could house them and then pay them an additional $20,000 and get off even better, right? The researchers point out that the government was spending far less to teach students in Denver public schools, so you know, which comes to about nineteen thousand dollars a person in 2019, Denver Post reported that the spokesperson for the mayor, uh, for the mayor, uh, Michael Hancock, <clears throat> responded by saying that they do not keep track of spending on a per capita basis. Some for some reason, they don't keep track of their spending. They don't care how much they spend on the homeless or how, how much they spend on everybody else. They don't it's no big deal. But since December of 2020, Denver has taken an unusual step in setting up the city-sanctioned campsites for 24-hour security and daily meals. The, uh, the, the Colorado Coalition for the Homeless has called uh, the new taxes to raise millions and pay for the support of the homeless. So they're, because it costs so much to support these homeless folks, with the way that they're supporting the homeless. They're now going to raise taxes on the people that aren't homeless, but are struggling to support the homeless, which might then force people to also be homeless. Smart. Frustrated property and business owners are setting up their own barricades in order to keep the homeless uh, encampments from taking hold. And, uh, 
bring crime and drugs to their neighborhood. In particular, frustration, uh, frustrating development, uh, the city began to fine businesses for not cleaning up the crap. Literal crap. Actual crap. Garbage, hypodermic needles, and all the rest that are left on these companies' property. Denver City Council member Chris Hines told that uh, KCNC-TV that the homeless crisis was the number one issue concerning his constituents. Quote, we're telling them that they have to move along. And they go a block or two, and it's like whack-a-mole. The, the current approach isn't working at all. Yeah, well, see, that's the problem. That's kind of the issue. You may be, quote-unquote, playing whack-a-mole, but you're also providing security and free meals. And you're telling them, in essence, you're telling them that it's perfectly okay. It is absolutely fine. No problem whatsoever for them to be doing what they're doing and to be housed in that area. For them to be desi- like designated campsite in the middle of Denver. In the middle of Denver. Which, by the way, if you're going to be a homeless person, Denver's not the place I would go. It's kind of cold. A little bit, little bit unruly there. It's a, it's a bit awkward to see that and to go there and say, yeah, you know, that's where I want to go. That's, that's the place. That's the place that I want to be is the place where it's super freaking cold almost all the time. That sounds great, right? Sounds awesome. Not to me, but to apparently some people. But that's not, I, I, I don't, <sighs> Okay. So let's start there. You spend upwards of $100,000 to support a community of people that don't have any homes that have decided to live in tents. And in those tents or outside of the tents or under the starry sky or all the rest of it. And you decided as a community or as a city, as a city mainly, not really a community, but you decided as a city that you were going to uh, support these people in some way, that you were going to give them food and all the rest of it. And that's, that's, that's good. That's a good thing. You should be doing that. That's nice. But then you provided security for them. And then you started charging the local businesses when these people were just literally shitting in their places, uh, when they were absolutely dropping all their trash and garbage and needles and everything else in the area. This group of homeless people that apparently is also full of drug-induced homeless people, not just the typical homeless person that doesn't have a penny and is asking for help, but the, the, the homeless person that is there on their own will because they've decided to be a druggie. They've decided somewhere or another that they were going to, be, that they were going to start an addiction into something that they couldn't control. Another stuck. Instead of helping those people, instead of getting them into rehab, instead of putting them into a place where they can get better, which is also going to cost you less than forty-two dollars to $104,000, you decide instead to give them security, to give them three meals a day, and to what? charge the local people that uh, t- that uh, for, for everything that they did to charge everybody else for the fact that you know you aren't doing your job and you know uh, 
I get you want to provide for them, but this is one of the problems where we come into play where it's providing for the homeless, providing for the needy, providing for those that need that, that, that have a need and a want and a desire. Those people, it's not the government's job to supply them. And that sounds harsh, but it's not. It's not the government's job to give them food. It's not the government's job to give them housing. It's not the government's job to do any of that. People will reference the Bible and say, you know, we're supposed to be doing this to the, yeah. We, as individuals, we, person to person, individuals are supposed to be doing that. Our churches are supposed to be doing that. Our society as a whole, we're supposed to be doing that person to person. It's an individual basis. It's not a government thing. The Bible doesn't say that the, uh, the, the, the government is supposed to be something that, that ties in and you know supports the needy and the poor and the widows and all the rest of it and the orphans and all. No, it doesn't say that. It says you. You. It doesn't say tax everybody else so that the government can provide support for these people. No, that's not what it says. It says you. So I guess my question for Denver is why? Why? Why why do you think that it's necessary for you as a government to provide these things? Why do you think as a government that you should be giving them security and three meals a day and, you know, all the rest of it. And you know what? If you want to give them three hots and a cot, then you might as well put them somewhere. Because in the end, it will cost you less. And it will cause less stress and strife in the community. I'm not saying put them in jail. I'm not saying anything like that. But what I am saying is that there is a time and a place in all of the rest of it where you as a community, where you as a society, where we as a government can look at this and say, okay, well, this is, this is a stand that the government can take. Those that need, those who are homeless because of a drug addiction need, need to go to rehab. If they're, if they're homeless and they don't have their faculties and all the rest of it, then they need to be put in rehab. That's it. You don't have your faculties. You can't decide for yourself what's what's right and what's wrong. And the reason why you are in the state that you are in is because you put yourself there through your bad decisions. Now, we could just let you sit there and rot, but as people, we should decide that it is not the best thing to let somebody sit and rot because of their own decisions. Instead, you should probably help them. That being said, there are some people that don't want the help. There's some people that don't want to dive into this. There's some people that don't want to be pushed into these situations. And that's okay. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing them. I'm not saying bad on them or anything else. What I am saying is, if you're going to be spending this much money, one of two things need to happen. One, you need to be getting something out of it. And two, or two, it needs to actually be changing something for the better. 
And I know that's that's a lot. That's a huge leap. That's that is a big gap to fill for our government. Our government doesn't have that idea. Our governments don't have the idea that when they spend money, it's supposed to do something better for the future. It's supposed to push toward a greater good. That was kind of, that idea has been lost for quite a while. So I get that we don't think about it like this. But when your spokesperson for the mayor, Michael, Han- uh, for, for the mayor, Michael Hancock is coming out and saying that, you know, it's a big crisis and that we're telling them that to move along and then they just go two blocks away and all the rest of it and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. When companies have to, pr- to have to barricade their own uh, their own in, uh, areas, where they have to literally set up fencing so that the homeless don't come and take a shit in their like on their property, literally on the steps or in the, on the sidewalk or all the rest of it, you're doing it wrong. And I guess you just want to go to the way you want to go the way of San Francisco and Seattle and all the rest of it, where you don't actually do anything that's that's going to help. But instead, you do things like, I don't know, provide safe areas for people to take drugs. Why don't you install porta potties in a couple of areas? Why, why don't you do that? You know, do that and then, you know provide the toilet paper it doesn't have to be good it could be the single ply piece of crap it doesn't have to be good provide porta potties in like little alleyways or whatever so it's not stinking up the entire neighborhood but you can also go and clean it every now and again you know once a month that would create a few jobs you could have a few people at least then on the you know public bathroom re- uh, regime or whatever you want to call it or whatever else where you're paying these used-to-be homeless people pretty good pay to take care of the crap of the homeless people. Sounds apropos, I know, but still. Why does it... Why, why is it that I can think of things like this or that Dylan can think of, thing, uh, think of things like this? Why, why is it that when we see stories like this... The people that are actually involved in it are so far up swimming in the crap that they can't see the small little details. Just just the little tiny things that you could do to, to create a, a better atmosphere in your town, in your city, in your, in your community. Is it because they look at it on such a wide scale or because they look at it so small or they don't even pay attention to it? Is it because they've decided that they're going to use it as political leverage? Why? Why would you do this to somebody? Why would you use a, 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 a foundational community of people that are homeless to be some sort of crazy political stunt? To be some sort of weird, like... It's now become a story. It's now become a story. You're now San Francisco. You're now Seattle. You're now having a problem. But it's not now. It's It, it happened five years ago. It happened 10 years ago. It happened over the course of this past uh, pandemic. All the rest of it. It happened there. And you decided 
that instead of fixing the situation or providing actual help for the situation, you would just pay for stuff. You just pay for stuff. I don't know. I guess it goes back to parenting. I guess it goes back to the idea of, you know, spoiling a child versus letting them learn from their mistakes and then helping them fix it. All you're doing is you're just throwing money at a problem, throwing money at a problem, throwing money at a problem, throwing. We, we, we're not all millionaires here. We don't all make enough money to be able to do that, to do something like that, to do anything like that. That's not what we do. That's not who we are. And as a community, I can see where we would all want to help these folks. We would all want to dive forward and do these things and take care of these people. But that's not just throwing money at it doesn't help. There are a lot of situations where throwing money at something probably will help. You know, hey, uh, I need a new roof. You, you throw money at it and hire somebody and get a new roof. That's fine. Hey, I need the, uh, I need a thing. Okay, throw money, get thing. You're done. That's fine. Hey, there's a whole bunch of drug drug addicted homeless people hanging out in Colorado. How do we fix it? I just throw some money at it. Nope. Whenever people are involved, just throwing money at something is not going to fix it. It's not going to be a way to fix it. It's not going to help the situation. It's not going to turn anything around. Ah, you know, just spend enough money and eventually it'll be fine again. No, that's how you go broke. That's how you push a, push a situation into, uh, into the dire point that we have with our national debt. That's how you have huge government overreach. Because we, as a people, become indifferent. And we just allow our government just to do whatever. And we say, well, we're paying the taxes anyway, so they might as well take care of it. They might as well do this. They might as well do that. No. Indifference is probably the worst crime a person could commit in the face of evil. In the face of, of, of debauchery, in the face of these disease and destitute people. Indifference is not something that, it's, it's not just an, a blase, oh yeah, whatever. No. Indifference is a willful act of denying what you see in front of you. It's the willful act of looking at something and deciding that you don't care. What's the what 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 is what is the benefit of that? What is the benefit of actually dying uh not caring? Other than the fact that you personally don't have to worry about it. Does it help anything else? Does it help any situation? Does it help anything go right? No. It doesn't. 
It hurts our population. It hurts our society. It hurts the next generation. It hurts the people that you're being indifferent to. Denver, Colorado. You're throwing money at a problem. And instead of actually thinking about ways to fix it, you're just not caring. I'd say stop. Stop and think about it. Maybe figure it out. Anyway, that is the uh, commercial break time. So we're going to take a two-minute break here and uh, come back. Hopefully, by that time, Dylan is back into his seat and all the rest of it. He's on the other line and trying to figure some stuff out personally. But we'll be right back right after this break. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who is honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812 That's 800-978-4812 Hey, this is Steven with Defenders Live, and I'm here with my digital cohort, my AI, Dylan Lyles. Hey, man, say hi. I, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Just just say hi to the people. No, I can't do that. But what I can do is tell everyone to make sure they tune in to Defenders Live Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only at Mojo.com. Mojo50.com. Obviously, a few more bugs to fix, but we'll get them fixed up, and it'll be raring to go Monday through Friday. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395. This is Defenders Live. Ah. Via the periscopes, look upward, telling us that uh, one in 20 folks, when given the chance to go to rehab, will stay sober. One in 20 will stay sober. Yeah, that's, that is the problem with addiction. That That is a, a major issue. And... Uh, it sucks. It sucks that that is actually a problem like that. Um, 
Yeah, they don't have anything invested in the process because they were they didn't decide on their own. They were forced into it. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, I know. It's just if you're gonna pay the money out anyway, you might as well try. That's what I'm saying. If you if you if you as a if you as a government is going to put the money out, if you're gonna decide that you're gonna throw that money into the wind anyway, you might as well throw it into something that may. A one in twenty getting out getting out of rehab and actually not doing it is better than zero. So, I you know maybe I'm wrong, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but you know I, I see one in twenty is still better than zero. Um, and that, that, like I said, that's just that's just me. So uh, I got a quick little video here I wanted to show you guys. This is a uh, uh, immigration crisis. A little bit of immigration crisis on the border here, and uh, this is from Fox News. So it's a, it, and it's a little loud. It's a little loud. The video is a little loud. So it's just, it's just there. But check it out here, real quick. I want to show this to you. This is, uh, this is how tightly packed they are in these uh, quote, quote, quote unquote immigration housing camps. Uh, they, they literally have absolutely no room in these these places to do anything oh you saw the there you go you saw the little uh tinfoil things and everything else you saw everything there you go the tinfoil bags and all the rest of it yeah um i thought i thought all biden said that it wasn't a problem you know i, I thought he said it wasn't a problem at all Yeah, the illegal immigrants detained by Biden administration at the center of uh, center in Donna, Texas, have been uh, held up and cramped in overcrowded cells. And that video footage that you saw just there was was kind of part of it. The conditions are reminiscent of the uh, crisis that they called in March. You know, when the Washington Post reported that the administration was uh, detaining thousands of minors and accompanied uh, children in cells for longer than legally permissible. The detention facility in Donna, Texas, is one of those places where the migrants apprehended uh, by Customs and Border Protection are processed and before they're being expelled into the country and just released for absolutely no reason. The images that were obtained by Fox News now my, uh, show that migrants were being held in overcrowded pods as they awaited the processing. The Border Patrol uh, sources said that there were currently 5,300 migrants into custody, which uh, with, with 40 to 60 individuals being held in each pod. Each pod is only supposed to house 10 people. That way they would comply with COVID standards. Illegal immigration has surged again in recent months. Overwhelming communities at the border are leading the calls uh, for uh, <clears throat> from local officials from the Biden administration to send additional resources to handle those large numbers at the border. Border Patrol agents enca- uh, encountered more than tw- uh, 200,000 migrants at the southern border in July. 200,000 in July. Uh, President Joe Biden's policies, though, uh, is that a single adult and some migrant families apprehended at the border are to be expelled from the U.S. under the Title 42 health protections to to mitigate the spread of COVID. But according to Fox News, the administration faces uh, difficulties because Mexico refuses to take them back. I don't care. Mexico refuses. So? 
So they weren't Mexico's problem to begin with. You shove them back across the border and you say, go back home. Just go back home. That's it. You don't allow them in. And if you catch them catch uh, coming in, I you know, I'm okay with you paying for flights to send them back into Central America. I'm okay with that. Deporting them is the way to go. That's where you have to go. You have to take them out. You have to take them and deport them back. Um and I'm not saying back home. I'm just saying take them halfway. Why not? Is it really our... This isn't an indifferent realm here. But the people that are coming into America at the border, are they truly coming to America because they're looking for freedom? Are they truly coming to America for those purposes? Or are they coming because they heard that Joe Biden said that he wasn't going to do anything? And so they've decided that they were going to just forego all legal processing, that they were going to forego everything that they needed to do, which, you know, it's not a terrible thing, but it does take some time and some money. They were just going to forego all that. And suddenly, in giant caravans, come across the border for absolutely no reason, just so that, you know... They can be hopefully released in the middle of the United States, sent to Texas, sent to sent to Florida, sent all the rest, uh, sent throughout the rest of the country, because they can, and hopefully not worry about getting caught when they skip their court date. You see, uh, when you come across the border illegally. You've already broken our laws. You've already become a felon. You've already pushed the boundary of what should be legally allowed. So by doing that, you're a criminal. And there's absolutely no way that we should be allowing a bunch of criminals to run free in our nation. No, it it doesn't matter. Oh, it's a it's a crime of passion, or it's a crime that's uh, that that's just you know it's it's not a it's a crime of love. You know they're trying to just they're trying to be free and they're trying to do okay. Go about it the right way. Go through the border crossing. Go go get your papers. Go get signed in. Go get to holding everything you've got to do. Everything you've got to do. Do it. Yeah, talk away. Talk about throwing money away. Yeah, I know. I know. It's throwing a money. Uh, it would be throwing money away uh, to to ship them back, and I get that. But what are the other options? Really, what are the other options? Our government already apprehended them, and they can't just turn them back because the moment they just turn them back, they're going to try and find another path to come through, and so eventually they're going to get through. So while, yes, I agree that it is a waste of money to to take them on a plane and drop them off in the middle of Central America, at least it would give us time to process everybody else that's doing it the right way. 
our borders are completely crammed of people who are uh, being processed and then, you know, being allowed into our country and never showing up for their court dates. We're being inundated with illegal immigrants. People that shouldn't have the right to vote, but do. Sometimes, in certain states. People that have no say in what's going to happen. People that intentionally uh, do things illegally to leech off of our society. To support themselves and their families in another country. And I understand that. I know you're trying to do everything you can to do it the right way and everything else. But at the same point in time, you've decided to completely disregard our government. You've decided to completely disregard our policies. You've completely disregarded our laws. And you want to somehow live free here. You want to somehow be here in the home of freedom and all the rest of it. You want to take that time and that pressure and that that idea and say, well, I'm in America now. So as long as I don't get caught, I'm going to be free here. But you're not. You're not really free if you're on the run. You're not really free if you're having to hide yourself. You're not really free if you're having to do multiple illegal acts to cover up the actions that you took in the first place. It doesn't matter the reasoning behind it. If you break the laws that are in place trying to get into a country and you're caught, you should be sent back home or sent to the middle of nowhere. If all you're trying to do is get out of your country, fine, we'll send you to another one. Just we'll send you another one. It's fine. No problems at all. We'll send you to another. We'll, we'll drop. We won't even drop you back in Central America. Don't worry. We're not going to drop you. No, ne- never mind. Instead, we're going to drop you in Africa, or uh, we're going to drop you in China, India, another place. Why? Because it's just as bad for you to be here. What? What are you going to do about it? Are we going to throw everybody in jail? No, because that's going to block up our jail system, our our prison systems. Are we going to uh, turn them back around? No, we can't turn them back around. The moment we turn them back around, they're going to find a way to sneak back in. Are we going to worry about and try to convey with with the, uh, the Mexican government and say, Mexico, you have to take them back? Joe Biden doesn't care about that shit. Joe Biden doesn't care about that. Joe Biden wants more voters. Actually, I don't know what Joe Biden wants. He's, uh, I think he wants a popsicle or some ice cream, maybe. Joe, I think Joe Biden wants some ice cream. I think he wants some Rocky Road ice cream. That's exactly what Joe Biden wants. That's where he's going. That's where Joe Biden wants. That, that's what's going on there. But uh, our, current, our current government, and then the administration of our current government has absolutely no qualms uh, about doing what they're doing. 
They want the turmoil. They want that additional pressure. They want to have all of these things in place so that they can point to it later and say, well, you know, this really wasn't us. We've been trying to do our best and try to get everything going. And, you know, this was all just whatever the whatever other side of political spectrum. It was their fault. They did it. They're the ones that took care of it. They're the ones that had the problem. And you know what? It's a, it, we're going to be here and we're going to fix the problem. When they haven't a damn thing, a single thing at all to take care of the issue, when they haven't actually looked at the problem, when they haven't tried to think about ways that they can fix the issue, when you have an entire government that says, hey, we have laws in place, but don't worry about those, just kind of come across, it's fine. What do you think is going to happen? Of course our border problem is going to be huge. Of course we're going to be overcrowded. Of course these people are going to just slam into all our, 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 our border and try to get through and everything else and hopefully not get caught or anything uh, or, or all the rest of it. When our government doesn't care about the laws that we have on the books, when all we do is say, we've got laws for this, we got laws, but you don't actually enforce them. Doesn't help. It doesn't help us. <laughs> Look upward on the periscope. Just trying to give a helping hand. Oh, I see what you did there. Well done. Well done. Uh, slightly venomous Kirk. When the spokesperson for Mexico called America called Americans racist and wanted to send his countrymen back uh, for wanting to send his countrymen back and was asked if Americans could just Move to Mexico without uh, penalty. He said, no, no, we'd, we'd send you back. That's not even a joke. That's, that's, it, yeah, that's every country. It's every country. That's what they do. You do not destroy the sovereignty of a country by trying to illegally get in, by trying to do all these other things. You, it's, it's a mm, national sovereignty. A country is going to protect it. The government has to protect it. You can't just have an influx of illegal immigrants running through the border at all times because it causes an imbalance. It causes a massive fluctuation in the population. It causes all of these issues. Everybody needs to, like all this additional government care and facilities and all the rest of it. It, it, it puts a strain not only on the economy, uh, but, but also our government and the people in general. So it's a horrible thing. This is why you can't have a global government. This is why you can't have an overarching government that says, okay, everybody's just a global citizen now. No, that doesn't work. It doesn't happen like that. You can't do that. Nobody has the ability to control that many people. Nobody has the ability to actually put that into place. The best system of government that we've ever, that, that the government of the world has ever had has been the American system of government and it's been destroyed for the past 150 years. <laughs> so what is prime? Let's not, uh, let's not forget Mexico can literally deny citizenship based on race. Yeah, we can't. Oh wait. Yes, we can. You want to know how I know that? We can, we can in America too. You want to know how I know? Because we know people. We have friends. And they're not, it's not really race at that point. Well, yeah, it is. He was denied for being white. He was white. 
<laughs> and he was from the UK. And because he didn't have a college education, he had a job waiting for him, but he didn't have a college education and he didn't have all these degrees and he didn't have any of the rest of his, he was denied immediately. But you're telling me that these people that just decide that they're just going to cross the border one day in unison as a giant group without any, you know, nobody, nobody stirred them up. No, nobody decided that they were going to push them out. No, nobody said, hey, we're going to do a giant, giant caravan and everybody's going, going to go up at the same time and they have to let us in. No, nobody said that. Of course not. That didn't happen at all. None of that happened, of course. Of course. Those people are fine. Those people that are trying to force our government to allow things to go the way that they are. Th those people are fine. That's okay. No problems. Sure. Sure. Right. And now for something completely different. So the first trailer was released this week for the TV adaptation of a very popular comic book. It was titled Why? The Last Man. The letter Y, The Last Man. So uh, apparently it's causing some issues. Causing some issues with the transgender advocates. Why, you may ask? Well, as you, you know, you might already be able to tell the series is titled because you know it, it, it they everyone that is a male dies except for one man so that means transgendered would also be dead there would be no such thing as transgenderism anymore in that way See, the premise of the story is that a plague kills every mammal on Earth with a Y chromosome. That is, except for one man, one human, named Yorick, and his pet monkey, Ampersand. So one guy lives. No idea how he get it, but he lives. In other words, transgendered men, i.e. biological women who identify as men, would they have survived? What about what about transgender women? You know, biological men who identified as women. Where are they at? Because you know they're they're claiming that transgender women are women too. Women are women are women. Transgender or not, and that's what everybody's up in arms about. Slash Films reported that back in 2019 that there were they were casting. Calls for transgendered male character uh, for the screen adaptation of Why the Last Man, even uh, even though there were no transgender characters in the comic book series that ran from twenty uh, from two thousand two to two thousand eight, several years before the transgender issue became a cultural uh, cultural touchstone. You know, that didn't happen back then, so it wasn't a problem back then. Slash Film said it that it reached out to FX, and which uh, which is taking on the series for comment. Uh, on the report of transgender males, uh, characters didn't receive a response there. Not at all. They didn't want to do that. Even if there is a transgender male character in the series, it would be it, it would seem that why the last man still might face a problem with the trans community and that there's no way a transgender woman could have survived. At all. Absolutely none. Couldn't happen. 
because their genetic structure is, you know, men. It's male. It's, it's how it works. So be, being male, you know. As you might guess, there's been a bunch of Twitter issues going on. So a bunch of people on Twitter are screaming out saying, wait, isn't this uh, the specific premise? Why the last man is that the man killing virus is actually one that targets people with a Y chromosome? If that's the case, then they're not allowed to say a world without cisgendered men unless there's also, say, a trans woman. I demand. Or, or, or they also, uh, unless they also say, or trans women. I demand honesty. Another person said, maybe a better title would be, why? The last man, except for all those trans men who are doing just fine. Thank you very much. So the cisgendered men, but, but genetics are complicated. Another person said, I've heard, I heard that they at one point had a transgendered man in the cast as trans men survive because they don't have Y chromosomes. But like, they still call it last man and basically saying that trans men aren't men. And then continuing on saying, why the last man is extremely dated and, bring, and brings up a lot of uncomfortable questions about trans people that cannot be answered in a short-form piece of fiction. This isn't specifically about answering those questions. It, it's going to be a mess. I agree. It is going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess because people are stupid. They're morons. I'm sorry, but you are. Not you guys, but those people, the people that are complaining, the people that are on the on the Twitters making it upset, the people that are fussing about this thing. You're morons. Absolutely. What things do you have in your life that are that are worse than this? Aren't there things that you should be focusing on more than if a TV show has a transgendered character at all? If the plot of a story is everything with a Y chromosome except for one guy dies, then I'm sorry. What it means is everyone with a Y chromosome except for that one guy dies. That's it. There's nothing else to it. There is no transgender issue here. There is no trans community issue. In fact, I would say that this is probably the most LGBT friendly movie out there. Why? Because the only way that these ladies are going to get any is if they do it themselves or to each other. Or if they find this one guy. Isn't that... Women strong. I mean, isn't that the thing? Like, isn't that what, you know, the LGBT? Yeah, every woman has to become a lesbian now. Okay. Virus killed every, every man, which also means that the rest of society is dead. Unless in the next 50 years, women find a way to make babies without having a man. Which they could. Which they could. And I thought they already had this. I thought they had a... Wasn't there a comedy 
show called The Last Man Standing or The Last Man or something. I swear that there was a comedy thing about this where, you know, the guy wakes up one day and he's the only guy in the world and everybody else is a woman and all the rest. What wasn't... Wasn't there... What, wasn't there? I swear it was. I, I'm pretty certain it was. Uh, the, the last Man Standing. That, that was what it was, right? Last Man Standing, that was the thing? Or was that just... That was... Oh, that was... What's his face? That, that's Tim Allen. The Last Man Standing was Tim Allen. But there was another show, Last Man on Earth or something. I, there had to have been. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't watch enough TV. I can't think about it that much. Anyway... Yeah, Paige, uh, just so you know, Dylan is, he, he's outside. He's hes outside. He's hes on the phone. He has a personal issue that he's dealing with. So um, that's why he's not in the studio right here. They got, he got a call immediately before. Last Man on Earth. It was Last Man on Earth. That's right. The Last Man on Earth. It was a comedy show. It was a comedy show meant to make fun of the fact, you know, of everything that's going on. So why is this a problem? We've already had a comedy show like this. This is a more serious drama, apparently. Why? Why is this a problem? Why are you starting a fight over something that's useless? That's stupid. Is your life so good? So very, very good. That this is where you have to go. That this is the point that you have to make. Okay, is your life so very good, so nice, in fact, that the only problem that you ever have is that they made a TV show and they didn't have a trans person in it? That's where you make the stand? That, that's the hill you're going to die on. The hill you're going to die on is they didn't make a TV show that literally says, The Last Man. And it's based upon a comic book series. Where everyone, every male, every male dies. Not cisgender, not other. Every male dies minus one. And you're going to take that to heart. It's fiction. It's a story. Something from one guy's random imagination. And you're going to get pissy about it? stupid you know what isn't stupid though american pride roasters coffee american pride roasters coffee you can get that at american pride roasters.com american pride roasters.com it is historically great coffee also guaranteed to make you swallow every time you put it in your mouth don't forget to go to mojo50.com mojo50.com they're the place that's been housing us for quite a long time i have no idea why they're so good to us but they are and so you should check them out. Also check them out on the iHeartRadio app. Hit the Mojo Five O Radio button to get yourself 24-7 talk radio. It is amazing. Don't forget to check us out. Our show, D-O-A-E Show, the Defenders Live. DoAEShow.com is where you go. That's where you can get all the shirts and merch and all the rest of it. If you want to help us and support us that way, become a defender with us. Also, you can ask us questions. You go to our website, click on the Dear Defenders you can ask us any question that you want. If you have problems or you need help or something else, let us know. We're just two average guys. And there's nothing else going on. But we may be able to put some insight into it. Don't forget to hit us up on all the uh, social medias at DOAE Show. Hashtag arm yourselves. We'll be right back with the next hour.
This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The Biden administration is discussing a range of options for new vaccine mandates or penalties. White House correspondent Greg Clugston reports. Federal workers are being required to sign forms attesting they've been vaccinated against the coronavirus. The new directive warns they will face disciplinary action and potentially criminal prosecution if they lie on the form. Meanwhile, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki applauded United Airlines' announcement that it would require workers to get vaccinated. And we hope to see even more action from the public and private sector over the coming weeks. She also said the White House is looking into new mandates that might cover domestic travelers and nursing home workers. Greg Clugston, Washington. No woman has won more Olympic track medals than Allison Felix, who hit the mark in the Tokyo Games. Correspondent Tim McGuire reports. 35-year-old Allison Felix, who nearly died while pregnant with her now young daughter, has won her 10th Olympic medal, a bronze in the women's 400. It's a career that dates back to the Athens Games in 2004, and Felix has won more Olympic medals in track than any other woman. I love the sport, and it's been so good to me, and I've grown up in it. Felix is tied with Carl Lewis, once the standalone most decorated U.S. track athlete. She can surpass him if she runs in the women's 4x400 relay and it medals on Saturday night. It's very, very special to be 35 and to still be doing what I love. I'm Tim McGuire. Starting Monday, Amazon will be requiring all of its 900,000 U.S. warehouse workers to wear masks indoors regardless of their vaccination status. The move follows steps by a slew of other retailers, including Home Depot, Walmart, and Target, to mandate masks for their workers. On Wall Street, the Dow by 144 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Hi, Peter Serafin with the Liberty Minute for Friday, day 509 of 15 days to flatten the curve. President Biden has signed an executive order demanding that half of all new vehicle sales be electric vehicles in nine years. By then, electricity will be generated by fairy dust and unicorn parts instead of today's fossil fuels. The Department of Justice agrees that the new eviction moratorium by the CDC is lawful. No surprise there. One big government agency is defending another big government agency. Dr. Abbott of Texas has called another special session of the state legislature to vote on the voter integrity bill the Democrats fled the state from last time. White House is considering demanding that foreign visitors to the United States show proof of COVID vaccination while still allowing thousands of people every day to walk across the southern border without testing at all. Join me in cutting the fog of politics in the Liberty Lighthouse Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Mojo 50 Radio. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. 
The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Of common sense and comedy. This is Defenders Live. <sighs> Hour number two. All right. Getting in the books on Friday. Uh, Dylan is still dealing with what he has to do, so he'll be popping in as soon as he can, and that's okay. We'll be rolling right along it might mean that uh i do the show for the rest of the night and you know whatever that's fine because what we'll do is uh for the dear defender segment and all that i want dylan here so we can both answer it and get you the best possible answer known to man so if he doesn't show up by the end of the show we're gonna hold that off until next friday that way we get everything going on so just so you know what's going on anyway uh going to all of the social medias uh sort of his prime over there the monkey's name is amber sam well that can get confusing yes yes it could it could get very very confusing sort prime also adding in that uh i think it's more their lives are just so miserable that they have to drag everybody else down with them. And he was talking about the transgender community that are getting upset over a stupid show that has to do with a comic book that came from somebody's imagination. So, yeah, I completely agree. Completely understand that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Oblivion flickering over there. Quote, if only we gays are left, who are we going to accuse of homophobia? Yeah, that's kind of. That's also there. That is that is also there. Families of the victims of 9-11 pre- uh, told President uh, Joe Biden not, uh, not to participate in any memorial event <clears throat> uh, from, for the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Mm, coffee. Unless he upholds his promise to declassify U.S. government documents regarding the terrorist attacks. Nearly 1,800 family members and first responders and survivors who were directly impacted by the September 11th terror attacks told President Joe O. Biden that he's not welcome to attend the 9-11 ceremonies. As president, he is not welcome to attend the ceremonies. Next month will mark the 20th year since the terrorist attack that killed over 3,000 Americans at the World Trade Center. In New York, the Pentagon, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and all the rest of it. 9-11 families will will object to any participation by the administration in the memorial uh, ceremony in 9-11. Completely. I heard you needed a co-host. I do, yeah. (laughs) That'd be amazing. I heard it sucks so far. Uh, Yes. Everybody's complaining. Yes, they're all sad. Twitter's all pissed. Yes, they're all upset. I'm handling something, okay? Calm down. (laughs) I love all of y'all dearly, but you know what? 
this kind of took precedence. So. And once again, like I told you, uh, I'm very serious when I'm alone. We're all serious. This is why we'll never be alone. That's right. We're, we can't be alone. If, if we're one alone, of us suddenly dies, the show is over. It's Just dead. So we're clear, you know that, right? It's done. This is gone. <laughs> You know, we can't not, we can't work without we it doesn't work well yeah i'm just gonna go right here and we'll, it. Yeah, there you right, go, go. Hey, where's this is salute to, salute to you families. guys oh that's the good stuff oh my god so amazing who's in yeah so the uh, families of the 9-11 people said people said uh good president uh, president uh, joe biden and all the administration Unless you declassify all U.S. government documents regarding the terrorist attack, don't even touch it. Yeah, but... Do not come here. I, and I don't know. I don't have... I mean, I, I, there's people I've had, you know, that I've known mm -hmm. that have, I've lost in 9-11. But I don't have anybody personal. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't lose a, a mother, father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I didn't yeah, have yeah. nothing that close. Mm -hmm. So I don't know... It might be a different feeling for those folks. But for me, from where I'm sitting with the people I have lost, does, so what? Like really, if, if, the, if they release the paperwork, uh -huh. they release all these documents, regardless of what's found out, what, what are you looking for? That's what I'm curious about. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think... Let's say, because everybody likes to say 9-11 was a conspiracy theory. It was a conspiracy! All this stupid The steel doesn't melt like that. Now, well, I'm not talking about like necessarily that, but like it was, you know, borderline along the line, like anything else. Well, it was, they were let in and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it was this and that. And yeah. Okay, let's let's say that, 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 all that, happened. that all that was true. Is that sure. going to make you feel better? No. It's not, not for me. And again, no. now it might be different. For somebody who has lost a mom or a dad or a brother or sister or wife, husband, whatever, yeah. child. It to have might be, closure. Yeah, that it might, maybe it makes a difference for them. Maybe that's the I closure. don't know. That's, that's probably the closure portion of it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to empathize and be from that side and say, hey, I don't think, I wouldn't want to know. Right. Because that would just make it worse. Because that would mean that not only did, did they die, in, in, a, in a very sad way, not only were it taken from me, but, <laughs> you know, now it's, I find out that it was the country's fault and they did this on purpose. Then what are you going to do? Yeah. And now you're like, oh crap, I hate my country. Yeah. There's plenty of other reasons to hate America as far as the way the politics goes. Like, I don't mean yeah. the country itself, but like. Yeah, but at this point. You, you know. want to have a, there's a million other reasons to hate the government right now. Oh yeah. Tons. That's a lot simpler. <laughs> And more direct in your life right now. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know, the border crisis that we were just talking about or anything else. You know, there's, there's a lot of reasons. Mm. There's a lot of reasons. Taxes and Taxes the vaccination and thing vaccination and all that and the, the stuff. The shutdown for the last year and yeah, killing everybody's Losing jobs lifetime. and the, the, uh, yeah, all the rest of it. The continuation of the, uh, as I've heard it put today, the cold civil war that's going on. Right. You know, all of that. I, there's a cold civil Yeah. What? Well, let's be... So I was flipping through the TikToks today. Okay. And there was a guy on All live right. who was okay. very much, he was on live on it. And I usually don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm listening to this guy. To the TikTok. Very much, a, he was a black guy, very sure. much, you know, Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. hate Trump. Yeah. You know. Okay. All but, and he kept referring to it as a, as a, as a cold civil war. And it's basically, it's that whole the split and divide between anybody who voted for Trump right. and quote unquote, everyone else. Yeah. And to a point, 
I mean, I don't think the lines are actually drawn there. I think they're a little bit further the other way than you think. Sure. But he's right. I mean, it is very much, nobody, a lot of people follow Trump because they're so adamantly against everything else that's going on. But But they want Trump for Trump. They don't want... They want what they think he stands for and they don't know what the hell he stands for because yeah. they're worshiping him. And again, not the principle. They're not right. And not, that's, that's what the problem. And that's the problem. Yeah. The problem is you're worshiping people. Half the, of what this guy was saying. I'm like, I'm with you. Yeah. The fact that these people worship this guy. Did you send him a message and say, Hey, Oh, several talk? times. No, well, I thought about it, but I no, didn't. We need to. Cause he, well, there was several times he's like, I'm not talking to anybody. You can't talk to these people. And I started to, and I'm like, Nye. no, no, no. We need to talk to him. I'll because, see if I can find well, him. Well, once again, we're not, we're not the ever Trumper people. No, and that's true. So that does make a lot. That's of true. But but he kept he kept referring to anybody that remotely disagreed with him as enemies and all of these little things. And it's like, okay, listening to the language, it, there are certain people that you just can't. No, no, but that's actually the can't the, have a conversation. That's kind of the person with. I want to reach out to at this point. Oh, I did too. That's the person I want to look. I, I want to reach out and say, okay, you say we are enemies and yeah. that we can't reach out. Let's try. Yeah. Let's see. Do you want to try or do you do want you to kill try? each other? Yeah. Do you want to just kill me? If that's the case, that's fine. I'll, I will, we'll close it here. But if you would like to try. Yeah. Let's try. I'm, I'm with you on it. I, th- I thought about doing something and I guess, I think I could still find him. I yeah. was going to see, but uh, I don't know. We should do that. I don't know. We should do that. But yeah. So yeah, 9-11 families, they're, uh, they're, they're, they just said poo poo on the president because they don't want him there. Again, I, I would think that there would be other reasons why you wouldn't want him there than, than, than not releasing 9-11 uh, documents, but whatever. Well, yeah, whatever. Tomato, I mean, tomato, I guess. What are you going to do, right? It's not going to be a, a thing, right? I've, it's not a problem, right? Again, right? I, I think they're bigger fish to fry, personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, I have not lost anybody. I've, I, there are a few, I have lost at least two friends, you know, acquaintances, people I've known. Yeah. But I, I, like, I don't, that's obviously a way different thing than, you know, um, again, a, a, an immediate family member. So I'm, I, I get it. It might, I mean, it might make a difference. I don't think it will, but Mm-mm. who am I right. to, who am I to make that call? You know what I mean? Yeah. There That's you right. go. <laughs> Prime. Some men you just can't reach. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's also, uh, he also wanted to let you know that at, the, uh, at Dylan Lyles, I, I for one, was not complaining. No, not on Twitter. You were yeah. doing it into your bra- behind the back. I you know. go do your thing. And Stephen Ari was holding his own. Also, I now want scotch. Well, that wasn't scotch. That was whiskey. It was uh, Jameson. Yeah. Stout edition. Irish, Irish whiskey. That's like my absolute. Oh, it's so good. I, I and, and again, coming from somebody who's not a whiskey drinker. It's so good. It's I, so good. <sighs> I would rather that be president than anybody else. I'm going to tell you that <laughs> right now. Jameson. Jameson for president. Get him on the horn. Let's go. I mean, he may have died in the 1600s, but I does don't care. not Let's, matter. Something can happen. We'll make this happen. Uh huh. Yeah, we're just gonna yeah. make it work. And then uh, right. <laughs> walking wounded slug. Hooray! The AI finished defragging. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Peekaboo, Snarky Jackal, also on Twitter. Understandable, Dylan. It's best to be off camera when handling something. Just ask Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. 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 So thanks for that, guys. Um, are we going to do this? I think so. I'm trying to so, it out to make it a little easier. Last Friday, one of the things that, that we had started 
was reading Dear Defenders live uh-huh. on the air, trying to answer questions you have. And if you happen to have a question or a query or a life struggle or what have you, yeah. you can go to doaeshow.com, click on the Dear Defender section and fill it all out and you can explain everything. Um, I, I know that you took the... This is literally just copy paste run. No, no, I got that. I got that. I know that you took the um the 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 character limit off. Uh yeah, I did. I think uh we might need to rethink that. Oh. After this one that has been why? For why? Because why do you say that? This individual, and I believe <laughs> this was the one from last week that I butchered, but um they wrote a book. I think uh, <laughs> I'm just Well, he needs help, man. No, and I they, got they, that. No, and I understand. This individual needs some help. And there's and nuances asking. and I understand that. They're asking for the helps. I understand that. And then there's nuances to things and you make things clear. And I do completely understand. But oh wow. Um I'm just gonna I separated a little bit to make it a little easier to go through. Yeah, no, and that's and that's fine. But I think, you know, Thomas Paine's, you know, common sense was shorter than this. I, I really do. Um, and that wasn't a thick one. I, I, wow. Oh God. Now it looks like song lyrics. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Holy cow. Which one do you want? That one or that one? That one. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, Leave yeah, it there. Cause right. the other one looks too big. Uh-huh. So, but we're going <laughs> to go. I mean, but thank you for sending it. And by all means, we're going to answer and do as we need to, but yep. I just, <sighs> wow. Okay. So here we go. Defenders live presents dear defenders. So, and there's already starts off as an apology for a really lengthy email. <laughs> it's fine. It is very long. It is long. Um, that's what she said. That's what war, you know, war and peace was just a hair shorter. I think just, just a bit. Just a tad. <laughs> tiny, tiny a bit. Took yeah. less effort to write. But uh-huh. anywho, yeah. I want to get your opinion on some things I'm currently dealing with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and this is the same situation. The guy he, he, we met and he told, we talked yep. about it and blah, blah, blah. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he said he will start at the beginning. So Stephen is also up to speed on what's going on. And hopefully I have the formatting feature on here figured out so that it is easy to read. Nope. We don't because didn't. He didn't even put a space after that, after the period. Yeah. So it's <laughs> easy to read, period, I. There's yeah, no yeah, space. No, there's no space there. Just throwing that out there. Uh-huh. Uh, but I spent two years working in an insurance and was getting to the point of willing to do anything else. And I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said even up to the extent of a pay cut and to get out of it because it was just a super soul-sucking situation. Yeah, I know. I, I completely understand that. Which, congratulations on the... I, I did it for about uh, nine months. Yeah, I did it for nine months. Mm. Insurance sales. And yours was travel too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was so bad. Not, I. You know what? I made sixty grand that year, mm-hmm. and I I spent sixty five <laughs> just in traveling and sh- yeah shenanigans. Yeah. Continuing on, along came what appeared to be a golden opportunity: safety coordinator for a light rail system. Oh, I jumped on the opportunity because one, it was closer to the line of work that I'm interested in as a firefighter and wanting to work in emergency management, and two. It actually wasn't a pay cut. Oh, yeah. And was anything but insurance. Good. So I think that last part would have been three, but it anyway. had been three, yeah. Hiring manager uh, is someone I've worked with before. Okay. Was looking for someone to add to his team 
that was good with numbers and data, mainly along the lines of compiling data, interpreting, and so forth and so on, blah, 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 blah. It was supposed to only be a part of the job, um, and have made it abundantly clear on numerous occasions I am willing to help build our system and prep reports, but I am not a data entry person since we have people to do that who are actually experts in the field and blah, blah, blah. Uh, literally a jack of all trades as we started moving in the direction of serious data analysis. Thanks, FTA. We kept telling my boss, or I kept telling my boss, that we don't have the capacity to gather the information that is needed. Mm-hmm. It's mainly because they can't hire good people, thanks to City HR, yeah. and we don't have a functioning system that is designed to collect said data. Okay. We currently use an old inventory management program as forced to add to an additional functionality Blah, blah, blah. Been many years in the process. Firm believing that, you know, there's a will, there's a way. And typically, you know, it just takes a little bit of effort. So forth and so on. Yeah. What I first brought, or when I first brought it up, I was told uh, I was already, had already crossed his mind. And this is basically for him to, you know, take that position and make a position of it. Yeah. Um, when I first brought it up, I was already told that I had crossed his mind and was super hopeful. We were in a period of serious professional upheaval. The GM was stepping down. We were going through interims of GMs. We know what that's like. Yeah, we definitely know that. Um, there was issues with the safety department and management roles, so forth and so on. I jumped on every opportunity to work in this field, volunteering for assignments, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the topic of conversation came up uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, and he made the comment that it would uh, make my boss job a lot easier if he would just make me the guy. The guy. Uh-huh. Which guy? The guy that would handle all this stuff for all, him. All the, the stuff that he's stuff. been doing everything anyway. You know, okay. but doing it and, and being able to come up with a way to make it better. Okay. Yeah, I got you. The topic of conversation came up. Oh, no, 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 no. oh I did that. Yeah. Um, my response. Oh, wait. I got lost. Right here. Uh to have a conversation. Yeah, we don't do the part. Dun, 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 dun. This is, see, this is what happens when there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> it was partially in jest and partially not. Uh, it's what I want to do, and I've done everything I can to make uh, myself the perfect candidate for it. My response was to the co-worker asked first. Uh, co-worker asked first. Now said co-worker has been a fireman longer than I have. But that's about the only thing that ha- he has on me when it comes to qualifications. He lobbied to have a position created for him so he could have, quote-unquote, advancement since he was in the process of trying uh, for a second child. Uh, he got the position made. We didn't need it. But it was a carrot, and I'm trying to do the same, mainly because without addition, mainly without the addition of another promotion Potential, there's literally no room for advancement in this organization for about another 10 to 15 years. And I, I can imagine what that's like. Oh, yeah. To just be that, you know, nowhere to go. Glass ceiling, yeah, it but it's not nothing. glass. It's, it's literally, like it's steel. Tungsten. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get a position created that is needed and would be very interesting for me. My boss and I had a little back and forth uh, where I somewhat snarkily said that regardless of who asked first, I was the best person, but he dismissed it because he wants me to be in charge of data management systems going forward. And that floored me. One, I already do that in my spare time. And two, I made it abundantly clear over and over the past two and a half years that I've been there. I don't want to be the primary. I don't want that to be my primary function. Okay. I'm good at it, but I honestly detest this type of work because it basically devolves me to being a desk jockey. 
Yeah. And I took this job to get away from that. Yes. I hate the feeling of resentment towards the guy who literally uh, took a risk hiring me because I had no experience in transportation. But honestly, that's been entirely my career of work and taking jobs I had no experience in because I had transferable skills, you know, medicine experience, going mm-hmm, to insurance, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. example, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm afraid of being pigeonholed into something I don't want because I have a coworker that's trying to undercut me and a boss who doesn't understand that we don't need that type of position that he wants to give me, but we do need to position that he now basically is saying the other guy gets because he asked for it before I did. And he was there a lot longer than I was. Okay. The other guy, or the other part that really burns me up is that I already spend 25% of my day fixing things for other people, including the guy that they want to give the job to. Okay. Or this position to. Yeah. And would end up basically doing a significant portion of the work for him. Okay. To look good in a position that I'm objectively and subjectively more qualified for. Okay. I have the experience, education, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The reason my coworkers look so good and what they do is a lot because of me making sure that our organization doesn't look foolish. I know that feeling really well. Yeah, we all do that. Uh, okay. I know it sounds really arrogant, and I hate sounding arrogant. Apparently, he doesn't care about words. Um, <laughs> I'm messing. I'm, I'm picking. Um, but I don't know how to easy, uh, how else to adequately express my frustration to the people who would have been fired had we worked in the private sector, keep making things, you know, the same money that I do, despite the fact that I have done so much more work because I can't stand things to be haphazardly. I want to talk to my bosses about my concerns without sounding bitter or arrogant. I've been trying to let it go and give it over to God, something I seriously struggle with regardless of the situation. But more and more stuff keeps happening that just further reinforces that I'm going to do a lot of extra work for practically nothing. I need prayers, I need advice, and I want to say, uh, stay here. I want to help the people I have the utmost respect for. But honestly, if they're going to pigeonhole me and not allow me to advance my career in the direction I want to go, then I need to find somewhere that will. Right alone is a frightening concept because the market is so saturated right now, especially considering my personal values that I would be more likely to have to make more sacrifices somewhere else. Uh, the location he lives in happens to be very uh, blue. Dabo dee, dabo die. No, uh, and not that good of a way either, which is why I'm trying to move out. But right now the team I'm on isn't forcing me having beyond having to do certain silly things as a condition of city employment uh, to spew information that is uh, demonstrably false or f- sacrifice my personally held beliefs in face of termination. Okay, yeah, okay. good. With the uncertainty going into the summer with how, quote, gestures wildly, end quote, all uh, this is going to play out. I don't necessarily want to jump ship into something uh, where I may not have the same level of freedom. Just it's a hard spot and I don't know what to do or where to even begin. Okay, so can I start or do you want to start? (laughs) I think we're done. yeah, good job. I may. St- I need yeah. coffee after. Okay, Go ahead. You, 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 you handle coffee. this. All right. All right. All right. So I'm uh, based on what you're saying. Okay. Uh-huh. Based on what you're saying and what you're doing. Uh, just kind of break it down. You're in a job that you love. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're doing a position in that job that you hate. Okay. So you're in a job that you love. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But half of the job you hate. <laughs> 
because it's something that you were trying to get away from and that you're trying to push yourself out of. You were trying to get yourself away from that. I've been in that position multiple yeah. times. The last time, so other than this current job change that I did was just for necessity's sake. Yeah, because you were, let's be honest, it, it, if you had, if you hadn't done the change, as we talked about today, yeah. um, it would have been bad for me anyway. It would have been bad for you and, and, and the, the show. Mirror. Personally, it and would have been bad show. for me and the show because I'd have been traveling all around the world at this point. Yeah. And so, so I, I couldn't, I can't do that. You think an hour with just Steven's bag, can you imagine just me? Yeah, by himself. And I, could, I night, wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. Anyway, so um, I get you on that one. I got you. Now, before that, mm-hmm. I had done the exact same thing. I went into a field that I thought would be good for me because I had some I had some ideas about it. And uh, I wanted to make sure that with those ideas that that I could get up off the I hate being a desk jockey. Yeah. I hate desk flying. I, flying I've never a desk. done it. I've never done it. However, I've always kind of wanted to but then every time i get even near one for a little bit i'm like yeah because you're stuck to it you're chained to it and it's a terrible thing it makes you feel sluggish it makes you feel fatter than you are it makes everything else because i need help with that yeah so we're gonna have to carry this over we're gonna carry it over and that's okay because you you, it took you 15 minutes to read it but that's fine so we're gonna carry this over we'll be right back after this Tyrants in Washington are coming for your gun. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323 Call right now. 800-597-9323 American Pride Roasters bringing peace and love to the world one delicious cup of coffee at a time. Hey, it's Brad Staggs before his morning coffee. Oh, my. This is Brad Stuggs after his morning coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically great coffee.
This is Defenders Live. Oh. Slightly venomous Kirk over Twitter. If at Dylan Lyles insists on being vague as to why he was tardy for the uh, to the at Jack Hole community or the hashtag Jack Hole community, he has to know there's going to be a hashtag for the reason we believe he was hashtag Dylan. Why Dylan was late, and I'm fully aware of that. And some of these are fantastic. They're amazing. It's, I I I, I love it. So so very good. So very good. Let's just say I was I was trying to talk somebody off a ledge, and we'll leave that. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean that's probably the best way to put it. So we're just going to leave it at that. Oblivion flickering over on Twitter in the middle of the first letter. I was losing the will to live. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, that, we're on point. We're, anyway, we are not going to laugh at that because this is a, this is a situation that is actually. Oh no, problematic. I'm still going to laugh at it. Oh yeah, no, no but I, I would throw it out there. Like, unfortunately, this is a very lengthy one. But it's also we were not really going to recap on it. No, no, no. Okay, we're this, just going to continue on. Yeah, we're so going to continue on. Going. So, all right, you you're you've you flew a desk, mm-hmm. and when you flew a desk, you hated it. Yeah. You hated it beyond all measure. I had the same problem. And I honestly had the same problem when I worked on cars. I love the idea. When I, when I started working on cars, it was before things became completely electronic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hybrids weren't invented. This was, we're talking still like mid nineties, early to mid nineties when I first yeah, started yeah. working on cars. Uh-huh. So a lot of this stuff was, it's all still very mechanical. There was some, you had some computers, but for the most part, it was all okay. mechanical. Uh-huh. Loved it. Right. And it was just one of those things that that would became the only job I could find was working as a mechanic. Working and I that. hated it. I loved it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Loved it as a hobby, but I hated it as a career. Right. To the point that I just, it I was you, like, you now don't even want to do uh-uh. work on your own cars. I don't. Yeah, I get it. So, okay. All right. Back to the story though. Everything that's going on. You flew a desk for a while. Yep. Okay. And then you found a job in something that you love. Now, yep. the job that you love, you happen to be doing some of those things that you hated for so many years because you're good at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's where I'm going with this. I flew a desk. And then after I flew a desk, I realized that I hated flying desks. So I got a new job. My new job was in the data field, right? And I realized I was pretty good at it. I was pretty darn good. You know what I mean? I was pretty darn good at it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm pretty darn good at it. And, you know, I got to the position where I was, where, you know, I technically was management or upper level or whatever, mid-level management or whatever. Anyway, all that being said, I was there. I actually know your frustration at this point. <laughs> Been there, done that. I know exactly what the yeah. frustration that you're having is. Yeah. And I completely understand it. You are good. You are good. At doing that crap that nobody else wants to do. You are really good at it. And because you enjoy it, you're going to make sure that you do it yeah. right. Because you enjoy everything else, yeah. you want to make sure that this is done right. Yeah. Right? That That's it. You're like, I've got to do this because if I don't do this, then you know, think bad things may happen. That's a responsibility on your part. So my honest assessment of this is, and I, I did this. I did this mm-hmm. to prove a point. Yeah. Okay. My honest assessment to you and how I would take take part of this is what? I would, one, go to my boss mm-hmm. and tell him, look, 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 I don't want that. 
Yeah, this is what I want. And I understand that I'm good at it. I want this. And here's the reason why I want this. And you give them all the reasons. Yeah. Okay. And then you tell them this. You say, now look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop doing all of that side stuff that you've expected of me. Yeah. That I hate doing. Yep. Because everybody else is supposed to do it too. Yeah. And because they're not doing it, I want you to see what's going to happen to all those people who are going to take my position. Yeah. That I want. Exactly. The position that I want for all those people that are going to take the position that I want, that I would help make look good. Yeah. I want you to see how bad they actually are without me doing the work for them. Yep. I don't want to do that work. That's not the job I want to do. I got out of flying. I got this job so I could get out of flying a desk so that I could do the work that I wanted. Here's the work that I want to do. And if I'm not going to get it here, if I'm not going to get it here, then I am going to start looking for a different job. And I'm not trying to shake. uh, I'm not trying to rock the boat. I'm not trying to do anything else, but I want you to do what's best for you. I want to do what's best for me as a person. And I know that if you put me on a desk, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to be miserable. and I'm going to yeah. hate this. I'm going to be miserable. And I'm going to want to kill everybody here. Yeah. Don't add that part. But yeah, honestly, that, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But honestly, yes. Again, make it subtle. Make it nice. Make it subtle. I get you. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm there. Let let him know and under no under all, uh, all certain terms that you got out of a desk job because you can't stand sitting behind a desk anymore no. you can't stand doing that sort of work anymore you're, you're not that, you're, you're not you're that go- old yet you don't need to be the one where you can't be out on the field anymore you, you're yeah you're cool if you it's got part, time if it's like small portions of your day that has to be done because it's part and, but of your do job. it for you not like but it's you're not doing it for you. everybody else's yeah. stuff but it's for you to be doing it not oh. for not not anybody else benefiting you doing it yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with there on that one for sure. You, one thing you definitely stop doing is making everybody else look good. Yeah, don't, never. Okay, it, uh, there's, it does. There's, there's, there's so many things about that. I get it. Well, and, and I understand coming from there. Yeah, you want to make because, sure that everybody's good. Because you're going to end up, it's going to, I know where it comes from. You think that it's going to end up making you look good in the end. No, not just that. There's also situations in certain places too where if you're going to, he's going to end up feeling that he's going to have to do it anyway. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? You don't. No, no, no. I mean, and it might be one of those situations. I've done that. I've been in places like working on cars and stuff. If somebody doesn't show up or somebody half-asses something or whatever. You have to correct you it. You have to correct it. You have to take that. Everybody takes that hit. And so it's one of those, well, if they're already not going to do it, then I might, and I'm going to be stuck doing it later anyway, I might as well do it and do it right. I got you. And that, that's, that's I'm saying, but that's, I think that's where why he's I'm, at. Yeah, that's why Stop I'm saying. Stop doing that. Yeah, that's why I'm telling you. Let go to your boss. Rise and fall on their own. No, no. Go to your boss and tell them flat out, I'm going to do it for me. I'm not going to do it for anybody else. And so if there's work that has to be done in that realm that I would have done, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that my job is done right. But beyond that, I'm not going to do anymore. No. Because you don't pay me for that. Exactly. If he doesn't pay you to be a boss, you don't need to be their boss. If you don't get paid to do that job... It, don't you do don't it. do the job. If you are not getting paid to do it in a job, but you're doing it anyway, you're giving away free money. Yeah. You're giving away your hard-earned skill and uh-huh. understanding 
for free. There's a one of my mottos in life I always tell people is there's a very, very, very fine line between showing initiative, you know, being that team player and, and, and caring about everything and blah, blah, and getting taken advantage of. Right. It's a very fine line. And if you're not careful... You're crossing it every time. I, yeah, at the moment, I think you already have. I, I think, think you, we've yeah. crossed... That ship has sailed you've at this crossed, point. You've crossed into the line of, instead of being a team player, you are now carrying the team. You're yeah. carrying the team. Yeah. Okay? And there's certain people that shouldn't be on the team that because yeah. of... If those certain people that are going to get a better job than you or whatever are going to get a position that you're also qualified for just because of seniority, but they technically can't do the job that you're doing... Or won't. Or won't do the job that you're doing already, and yeah. that was part of their job to begin with, or part of their job at going forward, you need to stop doing it. Yeah. At this stop point... Stop doing it. Weigh it out and go... Which is which is going to be worse? The being miserable and doing that job that you don't want to do if you get stuck doing it or leaving for something else. And I know both of them are, you're kind of like, Rrr. yeah, but like, it doesn't, it do, no, no, it, it doesn't matter at that point. Well, no, because I, 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 he's got time invested with these people. Like he's, you're sure. at home, he lives in that area. Yeah, I wouldn't want to move. But you're also trying either. to move. Well, no, and, you, and you should just yeah. hint, hint, wink, wink. Move. If you come a little bit further north, I don't know, about two hours or so. Ish. Um, well, uh, we'll say four. It is not four hours. Uh, three. Maybe. Three. It's like two. Three. Two hours and 45 minutes. Three. Hold on. Two hours and 45 minutes. Northeast. From here to Concord. To Great Wolf Lodge. Yes. I know it is. Of course it is. Okay. Yeah, there, yeah. So it's two, about two hours. Yeah, but he's hours. south of that. It? Not by much, but still, I'm just okay. Same. But okay, fine, fine, fine. But that's what I'm hours. saying to here, though. That doesn't count to like get to Raleigh. Oh yeah, that's to here. That's why, I'm, right. and it's 30 minutes, so I'm offsetting it. So about okay. two hours, mm-hmm. two and a half hours, two and a half hours ish. You know, hours-ish. there's plenty of places around this area that I'm just saying. You know, there's certain people that you could hang out with. I don't know. I I just think that it might be. Might be behooven unto you, right? To to maybe just kind of calm it down. Yeah, I mean, I and would then def- move. Yeah, I would. I would. I would <laughs> if I if I was you, if I was you, one right. like Stephen said, stop doing everything for stop everybody it. else. Stop making them yep. look good. No, nope. you're not getting anything out of it. It doesn't and, benefit you at all, and it doesn't help them. No, it actually makes them worse. Yeah, because it, they're going to rely on you to do it forever. Mm-hmm. And instead, so that that's one of the things that I that I had to learn as a, <laughs> uh, I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah, because I'm one of those guys. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I'm just gonna I'm do. The same I don't. Way. Care, I don't care. That, I'm gonna you know, have to do it anyway, so I might as well. I might as well just do it and stop complaining about it. But at this, I want at some point. Like you said, you're giving away free work. You're giving away your life, your time, your life for free. time. You're giving away your time, mm-hmm. your freedom, your yep. responsibility. You're, you're adding time responsibility. with family and friends. Yeah, yeah. You're adding all that stuff to it, and it's not. You're adding stress to you not that doesn't it. need to be there. Yeah, not worth it. I would stop doing that. Approach your boss. Lay everything, like Stephen said. Lay it out. Sit down. This is what I want to do. Lay all your facts out as to why you think you're better. And then when it's all done, be like, "Here's the deal." With all that being said, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, he obviously isn't going to make a decision and not no, on no, the spot. No, no, he doesn't need to make a decision on the spot. But at that point, it needs to be a... It needs to be said that... If hey, I'm look. not being heavily considered, not just like a, well, it's other guys got seniority. No, if I'm not being heavily considered for this and seriously considered for this, I need to know now. 
so that I can plan for the future. And yeah, so I can decide what I need to do moving forward. It's not an ultimatum. You're not being a douche. You're not being a jerk. You just kind of present your arc. Because again, you, you need, <clears throat> in the end, you are going to be with you for the rest of your life. You have got to do what makes you happy in right. the end. Yeah. And again, which is worse, being in a place and doing a job that you really can't stand being in a job or having to do the transition from a job that otherwise outside the job you don't like doing right that you're going to leave people and relationships and all this other stuff and i sure and it sounds so it it sounds like you love the job that you do it's just you hate portions of it which everybody does everybody hates portions of it the portion of it that you hate is the something that you left but they're trying to force you to do that full time well and and do it for everybody else because you kind of right which would make them look better and like i said yeah it might help you. What what might help you out is to actually make a list of the things that you do. Yeah. And put it out in front of and put it to the boss. Say here. This is what these are done. the things that I've been responsible for. Yeah. And the reasons that your guys look so good. Yeah. If uh if 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 you see any fault in this, tell me now. Yeah. And here's what I'm going to stop doing. I'm gonna stop doing this. Yep. For anybody else but for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop doing this because I need you to see, I need you as the boss to see the work that I'm doing and how it benefits the guys. Yep. And if, and if it comes to that point, that's cause that's where it is. And now you have a backstory. You have what a couple years in this now. Mm-hmm. So now you have backtrackable information. You have the idea behind it. You know what you're doing and it doesn't really matter if somebody has been there longer than you. Seniority doesn't matter because you can be somewhere for a really long time and still be a moron. Yeah, I mean that that, that plays for anything. Just because Any job you have, uh, just because <clears throat> just because you're a certain age doesn't mean you maintain a certain level of maturity. It, it, it applies right. across the board. You can be a ninety year old, fifteen year old. <clears throat> yeah, time and service and all that other jazz doesn't count near as now it should count to a point for something right but it doesn't count for this but yeah in this instance like in this instance you know i'm currently working on okay i'll put it this way Mm -hmm. i'm currently working in a position where i'm starting to fly a desk again because it got me out of where i was it got me into a stable place where i could be home i hate it yeah i was gonna say i hate it but i did it because i needed a place to stabilize Mm -hmm. okay at that current place, you have many people that are there. It's family-run business, and it's really nice. These people are really good folks. But you have people there that have been there for 15, 30, 40 years. Yep. And they've done things a certain way for 15, 30, 40 years. I came in because I was told that my job in that way was to help them transition. One of my jobs was to help them transition into a better way, a faster way, a quicker way, a more succinct way. How's that so, working out for you? Um, <clears throat> I done all i've done everything technology wise now it's working on people yeah and how's that working uh not so great yeah because nobody wants to you can't treat to teach a dog old tricks it's not just it's not just teaching dogs new tricks it's literally trying to uh trying to take somebody that is so set in their ways yeah and and say get out of that spot and do it differently you can't do this anymore because it's not worth our time yeah you're adding extra effort to the job that could be taking less time if you just decide to do this way and because of that i'm technically becoming a a, i'm a man i'm almost half managing these people and i just got hired for this job yeah 
And you're not the manager. And I'm not the manager. But but I'm getting asked questions that a manager would be getting asked. I'm getting asked point I'm getting asked to be doing things that a manager would uh-huh. be doing. Uh no, I'm pretty close to being out already. Because mm. it's it's at that point. Yeah. I know. Well, and God willing things change and yeah, stuff in the background. But anyway, B from the SAV is the answer to the problem to outward count the question. Yes. Yes. Always. This is why we ask. I mean, we took the the thing off, which again I might recommend. It's probably a bad fix idea. That. I should have probably put um, it on there. But at the same time, uh yeah, thousand words. Sure, thousand words. I think a thousand words. Not words. Characters. <laughs> Son of a bitch! You want to do a thousand words? No. Well, that was less than a thousand words. That would. That's why I said you don't want a limit of a thousand words. Because <laughs> I have a bad feeling. I know certain people who will just write something in there just to fill in the space. It'd be two or three. It'd be a paragraph and then a gibberish. paragraph of gibberish and a paragraph, paragraph and then gibberish. gibberish. Yeah. Just, I, to, just to add it in. I know how these people are. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are. Oblivion flickering yeah, over our Twitter. You might not be a douche, but you very well be may be a douche canoe. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does. It's, it does. It's, like I said, it's just it's easy to get stuck in that, you know. <laughs> just be careful and, and and again and pray about it. Like right. you have to do what's best for you and by you. And and mm-hmm. yeah, my opinion is you present everything to the boss, tell him how it is, and then depending on what he says, you make the next move from there, and and God will handle the rest. That's all you can do to take a very lengthy thing and put it in layman's terms. Yeah, make it as short as possible. <laughs> to make things as short as possible, yeah. Yeah, don't do it like we just did. No, no, no. Because that's, that's terrible. So, there. Bad idea. And that was almost a, a half hour. Uh, yeah, at least a half hour. A half hour of... Uh, One question. Dear Defenders, you're on Defenders Live. So if you've got a question, you got anything you want to throw out at us, go to doaeshow.com, click the Dear Defenders spot. Any questions, it does not matter. It, it could be personal. It could be... You know, serious. It could be joking. It could be whatever. We'll we'll read it and we'll it, we don't care. It's it's very much like a dear Abby. Some people have actual stuff they need to get advice on. One other people to throw it out there and for some stupid reason. It's funnier if we just talk about do it. the commenting on it. So by that's all how means, we are. Doa dear defenders, mm-hmm. fill it all out. It won't be a thousand characters. <sighs> anyway, there you go. Hopefully that helped. I hope so. And yep. and if not, then sorry. So workers in a Brooklyn cemetery turned a sad and solemn day into a living nightmare. Okay. When they in tried a cemetery. To, yeah. When they tried to jam a woman's casket into the plot that they made too small. Oh, my God. It was too... They, wait they, a minute. Hold on. Time out. What? Time out. What? Time out. What? Okay. Time out. What? No, I'm not uh-huh. in the casket making business or the, or the yeah or the graveyard business or anything like none of that none i'm not any of that okay so i don't know but my brain has been under the i've been under the impression okay that uh everything is kind of standard i understand that like to a point you know there are different lengths of people sure right okay yeah, yeah. but you can but i thought for ease and maybe this is just an assumption <laughs> that you know they're, they had certain lengths of coffins and lengths and, and widths, yeah, yeah, and you, but they kept everything kind of about the same. Yeah, generally, generally about stages the, yeah, of sizes, yeah. and all you had to do was go, oh, this guy is a you is know, this, this one, and you, yeah. and it was all other than that, the hole was dug pretty everything much just standard. Done. Yeah, pretty much on regular. I guess it's not. 
unless somebody lied about her size. I, I don't know. Like they were informed that this was a child that they were burying and it turned out to be a full grown woman. Like I understand. Yeah, no, no. That. See, this was 78, uh, 79 year old woman. Yeah. Now granted 78 year old, 79 year old women shrink sometimes you know, yeah, but, as they, as, yeah, as they age. Yeah. Um, you see, it turned into horror when they were trying to jam the casket into the plot because it was too small. <laughs> Hold on. How do you try to jam a coffin? They were literally like stepping on it. And pushing it down because you know you got no, the machine, I, you got the machine that lowers it in right yeah and they were using the machine and the machine stopped and it wouldn't go any further and, and then, so and then I, they I, started trying to like literally jump on it and shit because that's appropriate and it wasn't yeah. in front of the family oh my yeah God. during the lowering process see like, at that point like, we're would, talking about like they already had the wig they already had the meat everything was going and they 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 went to there and they're going to drop the casket down and everything's good and then it stops now don't you think in in it would have been better to have gone oh crap it might have been error we're going to pull this back up and we're going to redig it and and i understand it's it's got to be irritating for the family but at least it's a lot better than jumping on the casket it was brooklyn I don't care. It was Brooklyn. Wow. I still would have been like, Uh, eh. To make matters worse, because of what they did, uh, the casket decided to tip. (laughs) Again, they're they're trying to force a solid wooden slash metal casket into solid ground. They eventually got it partially in, and when they did- That's what she said. Right. It tipped. Then they didn't get it in. And she fell out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not grandma. Grandma fell out. Grandma got crammed into a plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, the disturbing scene unfolded in front of a woman's sobbing family as oh, a cemetery no. laborers tried in vain to force the coffin into the Clarebo uh, of her, of uh, Clarebo, that's her name, Clarebo Oppenheimer. Clarabelle uh, Oppenheimer. Into the Evergreen Cemetery plot on January uh, June 24th, according to a suit filed Friday. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the sound of scraping fill, filled the air. <laughs> After what uh, felt like eternity, the coffin got stuck. This is, how the defend- uh, this is how the suit reads. Defendants worker, uh, defendant workers uh, then pulled the coffin from all sides, causing sounds of scratching and scraping and all the rest of it. One worker tried repeatedly to shove the coffin in with his bare hands. Again. To no avail. This is solid ground. You, you realize that. Like, you're not going to shove a, a giant casket into the ground with your bare hands, you moron. I, uh, wow. This is, this is. Good. Laborers removed flowers from the casket as stunned mourners looked on. The, the workers tugged and pulled in the casket and allegedly... Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly. Thank you. Swung open, <laughs> the casket allegedly swung open and revealed Oppenheimer's hand, which had been crossed and shifted during the chaos. Well, if only the hand moved, I guess that's... Mm. Okay. Oppenheimer's son. I was expecting like the door to pop open and she just kind of pull like a mummy thing. You know, like, ah. yeah. Scared the hell out of people. Granny, no. Oppenheimer's son said that he asked the workers just to give up. Pastor asked them to get tools to expand the grave. 
The workers then removed the coffin and laid it in the grass where uh, it sat for about an hour. Wow. The pastor asked them to move it into the hearse due to the hot weather. To add insult to injury, the morning family says workers yelled at them to get out of the way of a backhoe. Now, I that part I you can't blame them for like the, no, the, no. at that point you guys the work failed. Yeah, the you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the workers obviously screwed up. Something screwed up somewhere. Okay. Having said that, though, if you everyone realizes, hey, the hole is too small. Yeah, that's what she said. Then maybe you need to obviously make it bigger. So they're trying to rec, you know, rectify a, a bad situation. I see what you did there. Thank you. Then the family needs to get the hell out of the way. I don't, I don't, you can't sit there and go, well, they yelled at us because you were in the fucking way. I get it. It's a bad situation. It's awkward for everyone. It's nobody's happy. It's already a funeral. Let's not make it worse by you sitting there being in the way so they can't dig it and put the person in the ground and, and you know, add closure. Yeah. Can you dig it? I, I could. They obviously didn't. Right. Oh, the suit was filed and whenever everything's a quote, it is inexcusable for the cemetery not to dig a grave large enough to fit a casket. And again, I get that, but I would I would assume that they were told wrong. Somebody whoever dug it was told wrong. Because I I'm again, I know that everybody has different heights and stuff like that, but I and I don't know. I'm not in the mortician type. That's not your thing. That's not my forte. Yeah. Um but I would guess that, you know, unless you're like crazy tall, they have mm-hmm. caskets that are kind of set for average folks. No. Yeah. I, I know it sounds weird, but, you know, they have average ones, you know, uh, adults, you know, may, adult men at up to certain lengths, you know, or, you know, and and just kind of go like that. And then at that point, they're going to be like, yes, it's a, you know, such and such year old adult, male, female, whatever. And it may not matter. It's and an then adult of such go, height. Yeah, and whoever digs a hole goes, okay, I know it needs to be X. six feet deep and, you this, know, this, uh, this, usually, this wide, usually, this long. you know, uh, usually, you know, you can go six and a half wide. That you, uh, I thought there was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought there was usually like a standard. Like six and a half wide. Like the hardest much. part should have been the length. And again, what I mean, is, I yeah, thought there was a, a half, standard. That's what I'm saying, length, six like, and a half. You know, it always six goes six feet deep. Yeah. So, the, the, yeah, and the standard should be about, what, six and a half wide. Uh, yeah. And then, so it, then whatever then is just six a matter of long, sorry. And then width is the one thing. Yeah. Or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, would, yeah, it's probably going to be, what, three feet wide? I don't know. Six, six and a half length, three foot wide, maybe six four feet to five, deep. maybe. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not, again, that's not my job. Well, I mean, the, the average human is not anywhere close to that no i know wide. but you have to add into the casket and the yeah. tools to drop it down and everything so else it's better to be half, yeah, have okay. more room to wiggle in than that <laughs> apparently not apparently not apparently not oh, wiggle room is not a problem not when it comes to your uh-uh. dead beloved yeah right uh slightly venomous kirk over on twitter hashtag arm yourselves dear god is there a video guys also did they feel the earth move under their feet uh no <laughs> and no, I wish there was. Uh-uh. I really no. wish there was. No. Um, walking wounded slug. Too bad the hand didn't pop out in a one finger salute. That would have been that would have been amazing. Hilarious. Good job, Grandma. Uh, Sweat Miss Prime at DOA show. Wrecked him. Hardly knew him. Damn uh, killed him. Living flickering. Don't forget to tip your grandma. But when you're done, put her back in her coffin. <laughs> there you go.
And that's that's the best way. That's this half-ass show was brought to you by AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Well played. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com for historically great coffee. Guaranteed to make you swallow every single time you put it into your mouth. Yes, don't forget to check out the uh, Mojo 5-0s. Yes, do that at Mojo5-0.com. Oh, yeah. Also, go to uh, iHeartRadio under the Mojo 5-0 radio banner. Mm-hmm. Click the like button, subscribe, follow, and all that jazz over there. 24-hour, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Yes. Free speech, libertarian talk radio. You will not find anything else on planet Earth like this, I promise you that. Go to our website, doaeshow.com. That's doaeshow.com. Yes, check out the archives. Dear Defenders is over there. The shop's over there. Check it all out. Great stuff. Become a Defender with us. Follow us on all the social medias at doaeshow. Please like, share, and follow. Send it to everybody you know. Guys, have a great weekend. We'll see y'all Monday. Bye, y'all. Bye. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5. Here's a tip. Cuando la salsa picante del spicy crispy chicken sandwich de McDonald's cae en el wrapper, se convierte en un tip para tus papitas. Esas papitas que te llevas con refresco mediano gratis al comprar cualquiera de los crispy chicken sandwiches de McDonald's por el app. Crispy, juicy, and tender. Es pollo a la McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Válido del 28 de febrero al 3 de abril del 2022. Solo en McDonald's participantes de Estados Unidos. Válido una vez por semana. Se requiere descarga y registro de la aplicación de McDonald's.